I am Bams, and I am your storyteller, and I am joined by my wonderful cast. I'm Jupiter, and I play Missy, the forever teen, misunderstood, emo, Malkavian. Hi, I'm Oz. I play Arthur Subchak, the Nosferatu. <laughs> I'm Tom, and I play Jimmy, the best Toreador from the 80s. And hi, I'm Super Cookie. I am playing Coco. Camera opens on a setting sun. Text in the lower left-hand corner says May 1st, 2021. It gives an address, which is slightly different than the address that the mall was on. It cuts over to a building that we have seen before, but is looking a little bit better taken care of. It is the building that Walter used to run with heavy air quotes, run this domain out of. And inside we find Jimmy awakening for the evening. Jimmy wakes up, does his normal routine, which has changed a bit. He uh, starts getting dressed. He goes, visits Madame Fina, gets his card read, and he's getting ready for his party that he's been planning and have planned for him for about a month now. What's Jimmy doing when they get ready? What's he dressing in? Is he doing his hair like? Jimmy's getting his hair extra extra poofy, as it should be. Teasing it out real nice. And he's got a super fancy pink tux. Because, of course, that is what you would wear. Almost like it's prom, but it's not, even though it's time for prom. As we see Jimmy getting ready, the camera will switch over to, let's say, Art. How is Art preparing himself for this evening? Arthur is preparing himself for this evening like he does any other night. He has a black Adidas track bag that is currently half-stuffed with various pieces of 1960s-era spy tech, analog recorders, small wireless microphones set to frequencies that nobody uses anymore, things of that nature. He's just going through his shelves, humming to himself, and he's throwing these in these bags. And he's already dressed. He's actually wearing a fairly nice suit, it's well cut. It's almost tailored to him. It looks like it may have been off of a dead guy, but it's still pretty clean and it fits him well. And he looks formal for the occasion. Elsewhere in his lair, there is a wall of monitors that's flipping through different camera angles of the venue. And in the lower right hand corner of every one of these it says recording and there are various beeps and bloops from servers and server racks there are blinky lights everywhere and he seems pretty calm despite this whole party thing being the first public show of strength of the fledgling barony and as the door closes to Art leaving to attend this party, the door opens, revealing Jimmy coming out to his car. Jimmy, tell me about your car that you've worked so hard on over these past few months. So, the iconic 
IROC Z is in pristine condition. He's spent a solid 20 hours at least polishing every single last square inch of this blue IROC Z with a black and white stripe going around along the bottom. So yeah, he has fancy rims with the the nuts on the rims though are painted blue to match the paint on the main of the car. He hops into the car and that is the loudest, most obnoxious engine you've ever heard. Because he must have done something to it to make it with a bit extra power behind the that wheel. And as Jimmy drives off in a streak of taillights and muffler exhaust, we cut over to Missy. And Missy getting ready for this party. Standing in her new high-rise apartment, she's Putting the final touches, her hair is neatly combed. It's got a a cut. It's no longer the messy ponytails that it was. There's no more heavy eyeliner, no more piercings on her uh, lip or eyebrows. She's got a nice, deep, aubergine shade of a a blouse, black slacks. She's wearing boots still, but the boots have just a a small heel. They're very tasteful, almost businesslike. Glances over at the invite that Jimmy sent to everybody. Yes, a physical one, because why do a digital one? And sees that the theme is prom. She just rolls her eyes and just grabs her uh, black trench coat and walks out looking for Keith. Keith is standing outside the door to the room. He is dressed smartly in a suit. Just gives you a small nod. Does he follow in behind you deferentially? Does he walk beside you? Does- how has he been trained? He walks in front and he opens the door. He enters the room first and makes sure everything was okay before she enters. So leaving the apartment, he would open the door. She'd step out and then he'd get in front of her, go to the elevator, blah, blah, blah. Very nice. Looking like somebody very important. She'll glance at him and make sure he's dressed appropriately. And uh, are you ready? to? I don't expect to be there long. He would ask, is there other business to attend to tonight? No, the only business the prince uh, gave was for me to attend this party. How much does he know about your relationship with Jimmy? Well, we're not like, you know, we don't sit there and confide in each other. Right. But he does know that apparently Jimmy has done something that has annoyed Missy. So Jimmy's not her favorite at all. It always seems a big bother whenever they have to go and talk to him or anything. He'll ask as you're getting in the car, would you like to stop for something to eat first? Yes, let's let's do that. Good idea. He just gives a small nod and drives off in the manner that you are accustomed to. Mm-hmm. Your preferred radio station, your silence, or small conversation about things that happened while the sun was up and he drives off to get you something to eat. Jimmy, if you could paint me the picture of how this place that you're holding your party is decorated while everybody else arrives. The party is in 
the local high school gymnasium. It looks like a really cheesy prom. There's a dance floor that's laid out with the little, like the fake wood that they put down to, this is where you dance. And a dozen or so round tables off to the side with uh, yellow tablecloths and a little flower arrangement in the middle. And off to the side, there's a little photo booth where people can take their pictures for, that would normally be for prom. And, uh, but not for prom, it's just that. And then there's a stage with a, like a DJ booth. But Jimmy wanted to make sure that it was like 80s style equipment instead of more modern digital. So it's physical knobs everywhere. There's no spot to put a laptop to do mixing and stuff. It's just giant knobs and actual vinyl records and whatever. And then giant speakers off to the sides. And most importantly, behind the stage is a projected image a slideshow image uh, images of jimmy doing random poses and glamour shots as the glamour shots are are cycling through we see on the side wall a mural has been painted coco lead us through this mural and what coco is doing to prepare for this evening well so for the mural i mean I know that I can paint over it, all right? So let me just, like, put that out there. I wanted to make Jimmy just feel special. So there's, like, his car. There's a bunch of, like, 80s, like, stuff that I found online. They would do, like, bright colors. There's a lot of, like, jellies. He's wearing jelly shoes. I don't know. Like, it it looked like it was a thing back then. And... Jimmy looks like Jimmy, but like looks like superhero Jimmy, like the Jimmy that I remember from the first time that I met him, you know, back when I thought he was like super cool. So his jean vest is open and his like 12 pack is on full display. Yes. And there was like an old guy in movies that was really popular back then. I think his name was like Bert something or whatever. He had like a mustache. So I kind of like did some of that to make him kind of look kind of a little more like Bertie. Bert Reynolds, I believe. Yeah, I don't really remember. It might be. It was like Bert something or other mustache. It took me days, okay, nights to like paint and everything because... You know, I wanted to take my time and make sure that I got it right. And I kept hating it. All right. And like, I can paint over it. It's it's special. It's for him. Like, it's not permanent. We're still under construction around here. So that's fine. But to get ready for the party, I got a new dress. Okay. It's purple to match the purple that's in my hair right now. And it's so cute. And it's got like a little sparkle. So jade came over and she was like braiding like the sides of my hair so that it would kind of like be swooped up a little bit and like a little like swirly thing and then i put a purple feather in that and then you can have like all of like my cool dyed hair like hanging down so cute did some drugs you know just 
you know, did some jade, did some drugs. So and then I did some jade, you know what I mean? So like, I'm fully ready, ready for the party. And Jade is there. She is doing some last minute hair and makeup and all of that stuff, even though she had like all day to do it. But, you know, she she hasn't gotten around to doing it because she was busy with other stuff. Yeah. And like, that's part of the fun. Like you, you guys just don't understand. OK, like girls, when we get dressed for the party together, that's like half of the party right there. OK, right. Oh, my God. Troy does not understand. Yeah, most of you guys, like, don't ever. So, whatever. It's fine. You just, like, appreciate when we're done. That's all you need to do. Just tell us we look pretty. Girl, you look fabulous. Thanks. This old thing. <laughs> it was like, you know, I just threw it on. She gives a little smile. She does a little twirl. She is wearing a similar prom dress. And Troy has gone and gotten like a prom suit. He doesn't really get the whole theming and why it's important to her, but hey, you know, he's a good guy, and if it's important to her, then sure, whatever. Okay, well, like, if that's the attitude, like, I'll take it. Like, sure, just make sure you have to open doors and stuff for us, okay? Because we can't look like idiots doing it for our own selves. Like, that's dumb. Do you have a date for this evening? So I kind of, kind of do. Okay, like a little bit. You know, obviously, clearly, I'm the one that like helped put this whole thing together because like, I could never ever leave it up to Jimmy. He's just like, ridiculous. So I I did ask that cute ass guy, Eddie Stevens, if he wanted to like come hang out, you know, because he helped me book the DJ. It was difficult to get because we had to find someone who was like, well versed in like 80s music so that was weird but yeah he helps me book the dj and it's like a friend of his so hopefully like he does show eddie is happy to go with you and he says that he'll meet you there because you know he's vampire so nighttime is the right time and getting ready early is a little more difficult the three of you will arrive. There are a handful of mortals. Several of the people you will recognize from some of Jimmy's watchmen that take care of the mall. Several of the people that he regularly uses as a herd are also here. A handful of other associated random mortals. A couple other vampires have already arrived. Including Raven, who has more permanently taken on the position of being an official hound as part of a reward for her duties when cleaning up the whole Sabat mess. She is wearing one of those goth pink dresses, you know, the kinds that are sarcastically pink, where it's like got little skulls that have little bows on them, so they're cute, but they're still skulls. But over top of that, she's got a like black leather jacket, her hair and little pigtails, and she's just makeup kind of like okay this is what you want this is what i'm gonna do but i kind of hate it on the inside elizabeth the other hound is also here she's dressed more normally stuff just like mid-length skirt tights underneath of it normal real shoes she has her purse that's got presumably Several different things that one would not normally take to a prom, including some weapons and maybe cameras or stuff 
for her hound business. Winifred and Dawn, the Lasombra, and her ghoul are here. Winifred is wearing a white, like, full-length, just shoulder-to-heel, just straight dress. Dawn is wearing a suit that is in black to match. A person we haven't seen on camera before that we will come to learn is Francis Nielsen. He is a mid-40s. He's a very square-faced, stern-looking gentleman with a little salt and pepper in his hair and a little push-broom-ish mustache. He's just wearing a suit, looks very professional. He has with him a couple of bottles of moonshine. He's got them next to him. He is mingling casually. He has a drink from some of the refreshments here and is just being around. Dr. Bain is here. He is standing off to the side as a wallflower, someone who is not here for anything other than political means. He's wearing a suit. He has his cane. He is looking as though he wishes to be anywhere else but here, but he has business with Jimmy, so here he is. The three of you have arrived and are free to mingle with each other or anyone else that happens to be here. There are other people here who I did not specifically mention, but those are the, the ones to begin with. As soon as Art arrives, he does not take the normal routes, which is obvious because Art is Nosferatu. When he gets into the venue, he is going to immediately set up shop in the security room that has a very nice reinforced door. It's got uh, black construction paper over the thin uh, reinforced glass window that all school doors seem to have these days. And he will mingle entirely by text when the school Wi-Fi notifies him what phones are attempting to connect. Is there anyone you would like to mingle with specifically, or just your coterie? He's going to be unusually social. He will make the rounds with Raven and Elizabeth, because he's not quite friends, but better than acquaintances with Raven. And he owes Elizabeth a bit of a boon, so he's sure to talk with them, with Winifred and, I believe, Dawn was the name. Yes. Yes, he will absolutely mingle with them as he was very interested in their arrival into the domain. He will exchange some quiet words with the doctor who does not want to be here and privately offers his condolences for having to arrive, but also gratitude for arriving. Do you invite him to the security room to discuss some things? Yes, I think I would. He graciously accepts, saying that he would much rather be there in a more private and intimate setting than here, surrounded by all of this spectacle. And you will see on the security cameras that you have set up that he begins to move through the school. Art will be certain that he has the door will unlock by the time that he arrives, and I'm sure they will have a spirited conversation uh, in the security room under the watchful glow of the monitors that they are watching. 
Indeed. Coco or Missy, do you two want to mingle with anyone before Jimmy makes his dramatic entrance? Missy, when she enters, she'll take her coat off, hand it to Keith, who gets to carry it. She will walk around and greet any of the barons that have decided to come to this event. She'll say hello to uh, Winifred and Dawn, and then she'll end up after her round going to Elizabeth and then ending with uh, Raven. Cool. When you talk to Winifred and Dawn, they make mention that they would like to have a little conversation with you at some point later on after the evening's festivities over, maybe another night. Winifred in particular has an idea that she wants to run by you. Just uh, Keith will tell you how to reach out to me and we can set something up for tomorrow evening. And she'll look at Keith and indicate, do that. <laughs> Keith produces a business card and hands it to her. And she takes it and puts it in a little clutch. Okay. And I am going to, before I even go in, I have to like check my makeup, make sure that everything's like fresh. Okay. And we're going to have Troy. He has to open the door for us. Like he's been giving, given like strict instructions and it's too nice out to wear a jacket girl. It's like may stop. Okay. Like cover up that whole outfit now. So I'm going to float in and parties are where I shine, obviously. And because I kind of like threw this party, you know, like for him, like, because like he's useless or whatever. I'm going to do my perfect hellos and hi, how are you? You know, just, you know, the, the perfect little hostess, like, obviously, that I am. And when I get to my, like, sissy Elizabeth, I'm going to be like, oh, my God. And, like, just kind of do a little freak out on her. And, like, I'm so glad you came. And your outfit is so cute. Like, you told me I didn't have to go shopping with you. Oh, you know how much I didn't, like, trust that. Like, I wanted to. But, like, it's cute. This work together really, really nice. She just kind of looks down at herself, not really like getting your enthusiasm over it, but if she could blush, maybe she would. It's just, you know, it's, it's functional. It's something that in case anything happens, I can, you know, not hold back. Oh my God, it's a party. Can you just like calm down, like not be so uptight just for one night, please, for me? She'll give you a look and then lean in a little bit like... Yeah, the last party, somebody died because Mr. Kelly killed him. Okay, well, like, we don't have to kill anyone tonight, probably. Hopefully not. It's a party, right? And she'll kind of wave her hands a little bit. Oh, it's totally a party. And I lean in and give her a little kiss on the cheek. And I'm like, I have more hellos, I have to say. Okay, so like, if you need me, come find me. Don't like kill anybody unless they totally deserve it, though. Okay, you cute. Bye. I love you. And then just blow her a kiss. She just kind of stands there for a moment and just shakes her head as you walk away. Missy, as you come all around to Raven, she's just standing off on the side near wherever the refreshments are set up. She has a a glass of punch and a red solo cup and is fake sipping at it. She's like, oh my god, you look great. Well, thanks. What is she wearing? Is she wearing like a prom dress? She's wearing like a ironically pink goth dress. Okay. Not like full leg length, but maybe a little bit past the knee so that it gets mm -hmm. a good 
swirl when dancing and spinning around. Okay. Yeah, you look great too. Thanks. And she'll look up to Keith, give him a, a small nod. And he will just kind of, a little stoically, Miss Raven. So party, right? Yeah, party. Didn't want to come, but have to. Yeah, that's that's kind of why I'm here. Well, I plan on leaving as soon as I can. You know. Right. 30 minutes and then I should be able to leave. That's enough time, right? Whenever his highness drags his royal ass inside. Oh, God. Look, I only had to make nice with you, you know, the other barons here. I don't have to make nice with Jimmy. You know, I haven't seen any of the rest of them. They've, they've sent people, but I haven't seen any of the actual, you know, themselves. Mm. Oh. Whatever. Yo, you see these glamour shots or whatever? The slideshow? What the fuck? <sighs> he really gives self-love. Like, he takes it to like a whole new level. Torator, am I right? Right. Worst. And then she looks to Keith, almost wins. Is like, you know, you get it. And he doesn't say anything. He just remains on guard and looking around. Some time will pass. Jimmy, how do you make your entrance? Jimmy has a phone. So he texts the DJ to say, start playing the music and introduce me. And as ordered, the DJ begins playing uh, ZZ Top's Sharp Dressed Man and gives Jimmy a proper introduction as Jimmy walks in with awe activated and just like finger guns people. Anyone who wishes to resist his supernatural charm is welcome to roll. Keith seems completely unaffected. Yeah. Keith is not going to succumb to your bullshit either. Jade also not having any of this bullshit. She's only got eyes for one person tonight, and that person is Coco. Oh, my best friend. I have a feeling the whole coterie's used to my bullshit. <laughs> I mean, anybody who hangs out with Toriyos is probably used to your bullshit. True. But those of you will see most of the mortal eyes turning and looking upon Jimmy as he comes out, and he's showing off and finger gunning and you'll feel his supernatural all kind of hit you and you'll just push it down. Jimmy, do you have a, a speech or anything prepared up here? Oh yeah, yeah. He'll he'll get up to the DJ booth. Welcome everyone to my inauguration. Sure, let's call it that. I am glad to see everyone here. Everyone have a fun. It's going to be a great party tonight. And uh, indulge. And Jimmy steps down and starts socializing. The music kicks on with some other predetermined song. Do you know what that song is? Dancing with Myself by Billy Idol. I see. And you go out and you begin to socialize. Art and the doctor will see this happen on one of the cameras. The two of you have been discussing some of the finer points of setting up a, a clinic 
I believe was your plan. Yes, that it was. And you have a location that you would like to use for this? Yes, I do. We are currently making major renovations to the mall, and we have significant space that we can repurpose into a full clinic capable of handling uh, patients of a low income or uh, low opportunity, so to speak. See, and what is it exactly that you wish from me? If you were to be so generous, perhaps your expertise for sometimes, we do wish to make sure that the kind have a proper medical care, but this also does afford the kindred as a whole a, a larger pool to sip from without causing too much of a scene. You could say we are trying to build a bit of a rack in a Paradise Mall, but I do want to make sure that the services provided are on the uh, up and up. My personal time is very precious and valuable to me. However, I could see to having some licensed or learning students come down. This would be preferable. I, I know I do not wish to take you away from your duties. As you said, your time is precious, but if you were to bring people who need their hours at the medical school, they can volunteer at clinic. Anybody who is more of our persuasion may find time for a midnight snack. Clearly, the finer details will have to be hammered out. However... An important detail needs to be addressed before we move much further along with this particular conversation, and that is what is your offering. I have given this some thought, yes. And to be frank, I am not sure that what I can offer you that you do not already possess, other than a boon, a major one, from the Baron of Paradise Mall, which... We will have to discuss with him, but I will ensure it is the correct decision made. Well, I do already have some business with him that I will be addressing, and is the majority of the reason that I'm here this evening. However, I will let you bring this up with him to make sure that it does not blindside him. Of course, of course. And if I may ask, what do you need that is currently not provided or is provided with difficulty? As our status as a fledgling barony, so to speak, uh, does afford us some options that the other more established baronies and other domains do not have. It's a very interesting way of wording it. I will give it some thought. However, access to potential test subjects. Something along the lines of what happens with the blood when it is burdened with additional chemical stimulants and how that changes what some of us can do with it would be at least of passing interest. Art leans back in his chair and he steeples his fingers and he's giving the doctor kind of that stare of analysis. 
but there's a rictus grin behind the steepled fingers. And on that rictus grin, that scheme that is already hatching in Art's mind, we flick back over to Jimmy. Jimmy, you will see that Coco and Missy are floating about in addition to some other people. More people are continuing to arrive, including you will also see that your friend, the the brewer, the, the Bon Joaquin, Mr. Nielsen, is over there and seems to have something on the table next to him in large glass jars. Francis, hey, good to see you. James, I believe the congratulations are in order. It's Jimmy, yeah. Um, but yes, thank you for the congratulations. I have brought you this, and he puts his hand on two large glass moonshine bottles. That is... I'm going to try some. Come on. And Jimmy takes off a, a, the cap and grabs a glass, probably from like a punch bowl, because there's obviously a punch bowl. And comes back and pours himself some. Jimmy gives a good, good sniff, just a, yeah, yeah, smells good. And then just like shots it down. Ooh. Does Jimmy have a preference for whiskey, vodka? Does he have a preferred setup type of moonshine? He usually prefers beer. But when it comes to spirits, um, it's he's a, a bourbon guy. This is preferred. Then he would have made something that was specifically in Jimmy's preferred wheelhouse. So, so you pour out and you taste it, and it's it's pretty good. It's not going to get you fucked up in the way that it would have, you know, thirty some years ago when you were still mortal. May have been the the first of this particular type of booze that he has tried brewing. He will join you in the shot and say to your to your continued success. To my success and to this to keep the good booze rolling. He clings solo cups with you. And then he drinks in the park and recreation style where he takes the whole bottle up onto his arm and drinks it in the correct moonshiner way. You know, I think there's someone here who would like some. Jimmy tries to find Missy and Keith. They're around. Keith is easy to spot for he is tall. Missy, not so much. But over the past few months, the two of them have already been always been kind of close by. Perfect. Jimmy's going to go on over. Um, goes, talks to Keith. Uh, Keith, do you think your slave driver will mind if I pull you away for a second? Keith scrunches his face at you. Missy, how do you take that statement? What do you need, Jimmy? Look, you know my friend Francis? He's got this new brew he's trying to test out. And um, I know Keith likes... Uh, like some spirits now and again, so I thought I'd offer him some. I'm not going to get him plastered or anything, just a shot. Keith's working. We're here representing the prince, so I don't think it would be a good idea for he or I 
to partake in anything you're offering. It's just one shot. No. It's my party. And you're just... And we're here. Yeah. Enduring it. Enduring it. Jeez. You're not going to let one drink go by? It's just one. It's. Do you want one? Keith, if you want to take a drink, one shot with Jimmy to celebrate with him, feel free. It is up to you. There's a lot of subtext in that statement, though. Yeah. Is the subtext like, you don't want him to? or is- The subtext is, you better not take a fucking drink from Jimmy. <laughs> He'll look to Jimmy, he'll shift your jacket from one arm to the other, and he'll extend a hand to shake with Jimmy. Like, I'm sorry, sir, but I'm currently working. Congratulations, though. (sighs) Do you got any spare room in that flask of yours? I, I can give you some, so you can have it when you're off the job, and you can tell me how it is. Missy, have you allowed him to maintain having a flask and stuff? Or have you filled it with your blood for the occasion that he needs it? <laughs> with your blood. <laughs> I am so benevolent. He can have two flasks. One for my blood and one for any other beverage of his choice. Yeah, he'll pull out a little flask. Just nothing fancy. Just metal. It's got a little leather pouch around it to keep it from scratching things up or getting scratched up. He'll offer it to you. I would most much appreciate it. All right. I'll be right back. Jimmy opens up the flask. Is there anything in it or is it empty? Yeah, it's it's got something in it. Takes a quick sniff. It's nothing fancy. It's just off-the-shelf stuff. All right, down the hatch. Here we go. Jimmy chugs the flask and then takes some of the bourbon. And pours it in, tops it up. A friend of mine's going to love this. Francis had been watching where you went back and forth from. And while you're filling up, he'll ask, Is that the man that you tried to sell me on a few months ago? Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a good guy. Missy's not bad, but uh, she's a bit of a... Malkavian? Yeah, let's say that. That's a good way of putting it. A little moody at times. Cannot imagine why. Yeah. And yeah, she's got him roped in tight, tighter than a a sailor's knot. The blood will do that. Yeah, yeah. I've experienced that. I mean, I'll be right back. Jimmy hops over to Keith. Here you go, man. I'll take it from you. Put it into his coat. Thank you. I will enjoy this later. Be warned, it's not his best batch, but it's still pretty good. He just gives a small smile. Polite. Anyway, Missy, I'm guessing you are bored and wish to leave? Once I've fulfilled my obligation, yes, I'll be leaving. Oh, you're obliged? You feel obliged that you have to be here just to spend time with me? I know you haven't seen me in a while with you being running around like crazy. I'm representing the prince. I have to greet all the barons that attend. You did invite the other barons, didn't you? Uh, most of them. 
looking around, do we see any of them here? You don't see any of them, but you do see some people that are representatives. There's a ghoul of the wand. There's somebody you know. Mm -hmm. You saw the doctor was here, and you know that he works with the Tremere. Somebody from the various other factions is here. You also obviously know that Raven and Elizabeth are here, and that you knew that they were going to be here in a more official capacity after the whole incident at Carol's party. Mm-hmm. Look around, look at Jimmy. Well, you invited them, and it looks like they too have sent people in their stead, much like our prince has done with me. So, guess that doesn't mean your party rate's very high, does it? Yeah, you know, that happens when uh, one of the important members of my coterie decides to up and leave and not be helpful anymore. Anyway, I'm going to go socialize. You have fun. Yes, yes, I have to go find art. And she's going to turn around and pull her phone out and start texting and tell Keith to follow her. Coco, as you're wandering about mingling, are you like dancing and partying and just kind of... And like flirting and stuff, yeah, obviously. But after Jimmy's stupid little entrance, like I had to go tell the DJ, like, do a reminder. Like, look, he got two songs, okay? The rest is like how you're feeling. Like, don't let him bully you, okay? Like, I'm paying you to be here, like with somebody else's money, but I'm still paying you to be here. Eddie's standing behind you and just doing the thing where it's like, yeah, no, yep. Because it's sort of his money, but sort of not really. It's his exposure bucks. Yeah, so, oh my god, Eddie's here? Do I know he's behind me? You would have met up with him somewhere along the line, because you guys have been here for a little bit. He is so cute. He has actually split you off from Jade to go talk to the DJ. Just let the Jade go mingle and do whatever she wants. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Like, he knows I have to take care of business. And I really think that, like, he's impressed by how well I'm doing. He is mostly supportive of you. He takes the opportunity to make sure you're aware, not in, like, in that sort of asshole-ish method of, like, oh, yeah, you did a great job allowing me to get you this DJ. So anything that he had, you know, his hands on to to help out with this. I know, and I'm so thankful. And I just, like, of course, fawn all over him anyway, because, like, he's kind of popular and stuff anyway. Like, Eddie's, like, kind of famous. I don't know if you guys, like, know. But he's, like, very cute and very famous. And, you know, I just, like, want to be next to him and stuff. Like, I, I try and talk about, like, something that, like, in the future... I want to go. There's this new place downtown that I'd really kind of like to go check out. Maybe like casually, like, you know, maybe you can go with me or whatever. Like, you know, it opens like in a couple weeks. The two of you are walking through the crowd, talking about the various things that you have set up. And in that perfect dramatic movie moment, the crowd will part directly in front of you and dancing together poorly because what modern person dances to 80s music like they couldn't even dance to it in the 80s but is Stan and Amira 
Uh, you've got to be f- fucking kidding me. Eddie looks up for his phone for a second. He's like, what's going on? And in this moment, as you guys are paused here, the two of them will, well, first Amir will turn her head as part of her dancing, just shaking her hair around. But we'll see you, and she will smack Stan in the chest and be like, Coco! And she will run up to give you a hug. I want to, like, blush of life real quick, please. Oh, hey, girl, hey, like, I've missed you so much. And I just am kind of, like, looking, like, at Eddie and just, like, with the eyeballs. You know what I mean? Like, shit, fuck, damn. Girl, it's been, like, what? Oh, my God. Six months? I know, and I feel horrible. Like, I'm so sorry. Um, it's Shit has been weird. Like, I didn't mean to, like, ditch you at all. Like, it, it, um, Girl, I was following the Insta. I saw what you were doing. You were up to some cool shit. Yeah, but that's, like, no excuse to just, like, ditch my friends. You know? I'm sorry. Well, and then she looks to Eddie, and it's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Stan, this is... And she looks to you for a second, and he interrupts. It's like, oh, Eddie, Eddie Stevens, and he shakes hands with both of them, and they make introductions around there. And then Eddie steps back out of it a little bit just to let you deal with this awkward situation that you are. That he is not saving me from, clearly. Like, I just kind of give him the look and, like, the shake. Like, he should know. Like, first of all, if you were going to be, like, a good boyfriend, not that he's my boyfriend, okay, but, like, potential, okay? Like, you should know when I'm my eyeball is doing this, okay? that that means make up an excuse so we can get the fuck out of here. But like, he's clearly failing at this. He's too like self-centered probably. So after a moment of you having this little panic, he'll lean in while Amira and Stan are talking about the things that they've been up to while you've sure you've had your Instagram art stuff that you've been updating and things along those lines. And Eddie Alina is like, you, you want me to take care of this? Just like a little escape, just just like a bye. Like we'll catch up later, okay? Like, yeah, yeah, I got this. And he just kind of pats you on the back. He's like, "Hey, man, uh, sorry to to meet and run, but you know, I won't forget this." And he looks right into Stan's eyes, and he says what he says. And Stan just kind of like spaces for a moment, and then he turns to Amir's like, "Really, truly, won't forget this." And then she gets this glazed over look and the two of them are standing there for a second. And he just kind of grabs you by the shoulders like, come on. And just leaves them there having lost the past few minutes of whatever was going on. Oh my god, that's, are, are they going to be okay? Yeah, 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 it's fine. It'll, it'll wear off in a moment and they won't remember seeing you here. Okay, cool. But like, I should totally find Jade because she's kind of... She- like they are my friends. I just I feel bad. I don't I don't know how I'm supposed to like deal with like life before like life. You know what I'm saying? Oh, babe, don't worry about it. They're just mortals. It's fine. Okay, well, I gotta find Jade. Just like let me get some sugar, and then I'll, I like will be like by myself for a minute. Okay, like I'll find you. Don't leave without saying goodbye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you get your little sugar and you go on to find Jade, who's off somewhere. Missy, in your walking back to art, you will walk by Dr. Bane, who 
does a little hat tip towards you. And as you come close into speaking range, he'll just give you a simple good evening, Harold. And if you don't have anything you want to ask of him, he will just continue walking. She will just give him the good evening to you as well and keep walking. You arrive into the security office with Art. She plops down into a chair. How much longer do I have to stay here? Art looks up at the monitors. He looks down at his phone. He looks back to Missy. If I was a cooler person, I would say just as long as I have to be here to ensure this remains secure and recorded. But as it seems, we're not having any barons this evening. Hmm. That one is interesting, but not surprising. Wow. Something tells me our baron thinks he's a little bigger fish than what he really is. Part of that may be my fault. I've been doing some trading of horses behind the scenes. I don't know what that means. Keith, hand him that flask. Keith will hand it over. He seems super intent on uh, wanting Keith to have some of that. Yes, I, I saw this. Uh, thank you for speaking close to the um, the the punch bowl and the the rose centerpieces. That is where my handshakes stay. And he's going to pull a set of lab vials out of his Adidas bag. Why he has them, it's art. He always has them. And he will pour probably about half of that flask into these. And he'll close them up. He'll start labeling them. Takes a quick look. Thank you uh, for this. You can have this back. Um, I would recommend trying it very sparingly. I'm going to do chemical analysis. The person he was speaking with, I know of him. I have not talked with him much yet. He is interesting, but that raises questions to me. Everything does. I'm pretty sure Keith here can hold off on having any of it until you're done checking it out. Right, Keith? Bertman's not really my thing, ma'am. There we go. He was just being polite because it's the host of the party. Yes. What is the official opinion of the barony of Paradis, so to speak, from the ivory tower, if I may ask? Well, I think the fact that I'm here and not the prince and that uh, none of the other barons came and they sent representatives, I think that pretty much tells you how they feel about our buffoon, our baron. I caught that. That was very good. Yes, I have to refrain from saying those things though in public. Who knows who's listening? Well, yes, there is. There is that. Uh, you look good, though. It has been. Uh, it has been some time since uh, you have uh, crossed paths with the rest of us. Well, new job keeps me busy. It does. Is those mine. And what exactly is your new job? I wouldn't say it was new. I am just enacting plans I had in place before uh, Baron Walter's untimely demise. I have always envisioned the Paradise Mall to be a, a haven for the underprivileged of both kin and kind. Hmm. 
So he's the marionette, and you're the one back here pulling out the strings. Does that really surprise you? No, I mean, somebody's got to do the things, huh? Yes, while he is the face of the barony, somebody has to make sure the wheels keep turning, and that is what I am doing. I guess we're all doing what we can to protect ourselves from our new baron. It's very strange to say, but yes. Well, I suppose it isn't all that strange. The nobility have been poisoning each other or stabbing each other in back or front for thousands of years. This is no different. She just thinks about it and nods her head. Well, let's hope it doesn't come to stabbing anyone. Yes, let us hope. But I should uh, return to the guests and... um, Uh, Yes. Make a final round before... uh, I leave. Lord knows I'm not staying any longer than I have to. Of course. Of course. I would um, I would recommend saying hello again to Summer and uh, to Mr. Cohen. Mm-hmm. The, the poor fledgling. She needs, she needs all of the support that she can get. And I am trying to siphon some of the venture funds into this venture. And it seems to be working. So any, any more goodwill that I can a ring out of the ivory tower and out of the rest of us. It's just bonuses for everybody. All right. If it'll help you out, I will go and glad hand, Mr. Cohen. It would help me out greatly, and I thank you for that mischief. No problem. Anything else um, I should know or should report uh, to the prince? Aside from the barons not making their appearance, I, I do not believe so, but you may wish to ask if they have contacted uh, contact her separately or if something else is going on. I have not done full facial recognitions or pulled up dossiers of those that have been sent instead, but I wonder how many of them were in trouble with the barons and were sent here as uh, penance for their misdoings. Hmm. All right. I'll do that. And be sure to let me know if anything happens after I leave. Of course. I'd hate to be caught unawares and the prince get in trouble there. Yes, of course, I agree. And uh, when I have results of analysis, I will contact you. Great. It's nice seeing you, Art. Likewise, Mischief. I would like to do this more often, but as you said, we are both very busy people. Well, we'll have to just make time when we can. That would be nice. She'll stand and uh, straighten everything out and uh, turn around to leave. Keith will follow. (laughs) As you stand, straighten yourself out and look forward into the monitor that Art is watching things on. The camera will transition through the monitor into the everybody is assembled. Jimmy, glad-handing, making introductions and small talk. You will see the good doctor, Dr. Bain, that you are supposed to be having a deal with standing off to the side. He catches eyes with you across the room and does a quick push-up of the sleeve on one hand to look at where a watch is, and then goes back to his passive resting position. Alright. Jimmy gets a bit of the hint. He uh, drops awe as he approaches the fine doctor. Hey, Doc? How you doing? Good evening, would they call you? Would you want to be called by your last name, or 
How should I trust you, Baron James? I'm just Jimmy. Very good, Baron Jimmy. Sure, that worked too. I believe that I owe you a small debt that we had discussed some months ago, and now that the majority of the issues that have been plaguing our fine city have been handled, it's time to start scheduling something to alleviate myself of this burden. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so quick question. How fresh does the sample need to be? Well, on that, Jimmy, you might hear it a little bit before it happens, but there are motorcycles that pull up outside. And then a second later, one of the side doors is loudly kicked open. And in walks Donovan and some of his guys. Mm. They are dressed in their biker getup, very much not fitting with the aesthetic of the party that you're having. The DJ, to his credit, does keep music playing, but is looking around very nervously as everybody else is also kind of like, okay, what's going on? That's fine, because Art is watching this on the monitors, and as Donovan and his crew come in and he sees that the DJ keeps the music going, he flips the override and he's got a sound effect of the record scratch hitting. He'll hit that and then shut the music. And at this point, everybody who had not really realized what may have been happening turned around and starts looking and they will see Donovan and three or four guys coming in and Donnie real loud just kind of says hey Baron Johnny boy we got business This is the 21st of July, 2021, Vampire the Masquerade, Season 2. Uh, it's time to party like it's 1989. Approved. <laughs> That's all I've ever wanted is your approval. And you have it. I So, super tangent right at the way. This is a great way to start. I have in my Google Drive a screenshot of you saying that I was right or I was correct or something along those lines. Just saved for all times. Fabulous. Uh, I, I expect you to share that when I need humbling. Is a projected image, a slideshow image, uh, images of Jimmy doing random poses and glamour shots. I'm sorry, everybody. The IROC just exploded and Jimmy was killed in action. We'll have to. <laughs> oh God, I'm sitting here holding my head like, just make it stop. <laughs> oh my and gosh, it, glamour shots got me. That was the final nail. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you cute. Bye, I love you. And then just blow her a kiss. She just kind of stands there for a moment and just shakes her head as you walk away. Have you bumped into Amira since your embrace, your transformation into a vampire? No, but like that's not really like so not because I haven't wanted to, but okay, so I kind of don't want to like a little bit, but like Jade has kind of been pushing for it. She wants me to like reconcile and everything, but I just don't really know what to say. Like 
I feel bad. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm keeping like this super huge secret from her, which like I kind of am. And that's just a lot. Cool. I'll put that in my pocket to be dramatically awkward later on. Ew, I hate awkward. Anyone who wishes to resist his supernatural charm is welcome to roll. What do I got to roll? <laughs> uh, I believe it's into, into the security room, I believe, is the uh, the TN. Because uh, Oz resisted by composure plus intelligence. I only get one success, so it's not that big of a thing. I won. Yeah, it's a fail anyway. We resisted. It's because you're used to his shit by now. Right? <laughs> we knew it was going to happen. We probably, like, <laughs> planned. Okay, so you know when he comes through there, he's going to do his, like, um, his little, like, fancy, like, look at me, I'm cute trick, right? Like, so be prepared. You arranged the party. Of course you know what he's going to do. You helped him plan it. Damn. No, no. There was no helping. Okay. Like I did this for him. I took his little demands. Okay. And like I made them happen. So you're welcome. He's a a bourbon guy. This is preferred. I'm going to ask Oz, can you moonshine bourbon or is that not really? So bourbon is already distilled. Uh, Moonshine is just basically it's like flat grain alcohol. Um, you make basically make a flat grain mash. It doesn't have a lot of flavoring. You run it through the distillation process. Moonshine specifically is like out in the sticks, so you don't get caught by the law. Um, so, and then bourbon, uh, jupe will probably smack me when I say this wrong, but I believe that is a corn mash. So, uh, moonshine is typically grain, like maybe wheat, maybe corn, maybe bar, whatever they got. Um, and then you start getting into the actual styles and what they use as a mash changes. Uh, I may have oversold it then. He's he's probably more of a home brewer than actual like in the sticks moonshiner. Um, it's well, just, that's kind of the era he's from as you know vampire. Sure, but the the nice thing about being in the year of our hated lore twenty twenty one is that distillation techniques have gotten very sophisticated, and you can have a still set up and like a brewery uh or you can even have a little like countertop still these days which is really neat they got this electric still that can turn molasses into rum it's small batch but for what your fun hakim is trying to do i wouldn't be surprised if he's got one or two cool so it could be like bourbon or whatever that absolutely it could be bourbon it could be gin it could be vodka like it could be any of that cool Shit, what would he call you? He they you have some kind of like rivalry name. Kind of like terrible nickname he calls you. John Boy. Um, yes, because the last name's Walton. Yes. John. John Boy Walton, yeah. yeah. Sure, John Boy. I, I, I don't get it. I don't Oh my gosh. Okay. Come on, look up John Boy. John Boy. Isn't that like a little house on the prairie thing? It's not little it's the Waltons, not Little House on the Prairie. My grandmother would watch the show all the time. My John boy. <laughs> well, I'm happy Art and I know these things at least. <laughs> right? Oh, God. Sorry, I didn't watch bad TV. I didn't either. I had to. Nin- my grandmother. 1951. Holy shit. 
look, this oh, is... Oh, I'm sorry, that's when he was born. That's not when... That's the, when he was born, not when the Waltons run. Right, this is the show that you They're watch 80. with your grandparents while they give you Werther's original. This is this is childhood. This is how it works. Yeah, and it was <laughs> followed by Hee Haw, or Hee Haw was before it. Conway Twitty. Yep. <laughs> my childhood. This is why I repress it. Yeah, my childhood was fucking Matlock, Murder, She Wrote, and uh, Golden Girls. Uh, my mother still watches the Golden Girls. Anyway, you know, Golden Girls is still super savage, even by today's standards. <laughs> the burns that would in- inflame kindreds and incite frenzies. <laughs> um, I don't know why sometimes I'm going to copy and paste the for Craig to leave. It takes the date with it too. This Vampire of the Masquerade Chronicle is a non-official fan-created work by the Without a Net podcast. Portions of the materials used in this actual play are the copyrights and trademarks of Paradox Interactive AB and are used with their permission. All rights are reserved. For any further information in those regards, or maybe upcoming releases, eh? You can find them at worldofdarkness.com.